Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Before we get this show started, I want to actually bring up a serious subject to everyone. We have friends in the jiu-jitsu community that need our help, and uh, they're actually close friends of of mine. Um, Tom and Jen Stewart are going through a difficult time right now. Um, They have been part of uh, the BJJ community down here in South Florida for quite some time. Uh, unfortunately, Tom was diagnosed with cancer and has undergone extensive treatments and therapies. And even though Jen has done a great job kind of really taking care of the family and taking care of Tom and really supporting the whole family, they need our help covering medical bills and in-home care for Tom. They're really having a, uh, a battle right now, and I want to try and get everyone together and help uh, support the family by donating to the GoFundMe campaign. And even if you can't afford to donate anything right now, if you can share the fact that there's a GoFundMe right now for them, uh, anything helps. If you want the link, you can go ahead and look for it on our Facebook or our Instagram. You will see the post there. Just go ahead and click it and it will take you to the GoFundMe. Uh, it was started by Jiu-Jitsu Gypsies, so the money that is raised from this GoFundMe goes directly to Jen and Tom and the whole Stewart family during their uh, tough time right now. So we ask you guys to give them their support and let's show everyone what the Jiu-Jitsu community is all about. Now, with that being said, you know who sponsors this podcast, Sean? I know a few of sponsors. Like who? I know of Nomad and Giraffe Choke and... Choke Aloha and Jit Soap, and uh, that's about it. That's pretty much all of them. I mean, are you going to give them like the actual spiel? or? That's your job. All right. Well, listen up, because if you go to ChokeAloha.com and you use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio, you'll get 20% off your entire order. That's right. The entire order, not just part, not just partially. You get 20% off the whole. 20% off the 100%. 20% off your whole. I don't think I want 20% off my hole. Unless it's an order from Chocaloha. Use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio at Chocaloha.com to get 20% off. Spread Chocaloha wherever you go. Always roll with Chocaloha. Respect everyone, especially your training partners. I don't know if I should say always. I don't respect everyone always. I think everyone deserves a little bit of disrespect. Except for our sponsors. Just saying. All right. And then go check out Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co. Use the promo code JJ Radio. Get 10% off your entire order. Go pick up some of their Mechadojo uh, collab bars. Go pick up some patches. They got the some of my favorite patches, actually. They got a real cool uh, dope one with uh, a little uh, Spaceship Alien logo that they use. I think it's kind of cool. So I got to snag some up. Use the promo code JJ Radio. That's the letters J J Radio. You know how to say the letter J in Spanish? Achi. Jota. Oh, I, I, I would have had to say the. I would have had to say it. A B C D E D F A. Jota Jota Radio. Use that promo code uh, at jujitsusoapcode.com to get ten percent off your entire order. And then check out our friends who just stopped by for Thanksgiving. I had dinner with them. GiraffeChoke.com. Use the promo code JJ Radio and get 20% off orders of $50 or more coming up for the holidays. I think we got you hooked up pretty good. And then, why don't you come over here for the holidays, hang out with us, and uh, stop by Nomad Surf Shop. Sean, do you know where Nomad Surf Shop is located? No. 
I've never been there. Before. Okay, what's the address? I don't have the address. Okay, on the top well, of my head. Like, I know, exactly I know how, how to get, get there. there. Check out Nomad Surf 1968.com to check out some of their gear, but you're only going to get the awesome discount. If you show up in the store, which is actually probably one of the coolest things you would ever do in your life, guaranteed, hands down. Nomad has been serving the South Florida surfing community since 1968. They are a family-owned and operated business that pride themselves on building custom boards and keeping up with the latest trends in beach fashion and lifestyle. Lifestyle. I did that last time too, Don. Lifestyle. Lifestuffs. Biggest board selection in South Florida. They even have big people sizes for Sean. Yeah, they're my homies. So stop by Nomad Surf Shop. It's like the border between Boynton and Delray, kind of, right? Yeah, it's like it's more right Boynton. there. It's like it's Boynton technically, but it's almost Delray. It's hard. It's really briny breezes. It's, well, yeah, technically it's briny breezes. So go check them out. Then go check out Sean on Instagram at Gorilla Boy BJJ. Check out all his yoga pics and all his. What would you call your face that you make? My uh, your screaming face. I don't know. I, my my screw face. Your screw face. That's your O face. My, it's my it's hatchet. Your face. O. Go check out Sean. Go follow him, and then follow the podcast. Go to uh, Jujitsu Radio on Instagram. Follow us. If you like the podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. What was the other Overcast. one? Overcast. Even on YouTube. I'm getting uh, more of the podcast thrown up on YouTube, but uh, Meek Mills is still trying to like give us a copyright flag, so we're still fighting a good fight. Fuck Meek Mills. We're still you, fighting I said a- it. Fuck Meek Mills. I'm totally okay with having a rap beef. I'm cool with that. Check out Sonder Marketing on Instagram if you guys want to check out all the behind the scenes of all the crazy photos and videos and uh, projects that I'm working on. And check out my cosmic journey for any of the artwork and photos and support the podcast because there's going to be some big news coming up soon involving us having our own studio. So if you support that by buying anything, you're supporting the podcast and we love you for it. I love you. Long time for it. Now let's get this party started. Here's the deal, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Are you done cleaning it out? Can we start? I got a whole list here of things that we have to go over here. But before we start, can we discuss how you did not know that Prince released a single with Dave Chappelle as his album cover? Of course we can talk about that. Because I'm totally amazed that you didn't know that. Well, dude, when was the last time anybody, like, some, I, I can't tell you the last time I paid attention to when Prince put out an album. I mean, before he died, obviously. Right. It's not like it's not like Prince was like making music for the masses. Prince got into this dark area where he's just making music for him. And well, that's the way it should be anyway. Well, obviously, but he used to like he used to care what his fans wanted to hear. I think it just became when he like realized like no, I just got to do stuff for me, and then it just still kind of like what was the one that he did for MTV where he showed his like butt cheeks? 
I don't remember. There was like you know what I'm talking about though, right? I forget that song. I think that was like when it started getting like really creepy. Isn't that when he wore he wore like the, the mask that was like lace masked? As yeah, well? yeah, yeah. He like went out there, and that's like when he started telling everyone like, "Oh, I wear my wife's clothing or something." Oh, I wear my wife's clothing. So, whatever. Anyway, yeah. In case you guys never seen it, uh, Dave Chappelle did make fun of. Prince or he well, Charlie Murphy they Charlie really Murphy no they didn't make fun but Charlie Murphy they did a parody did a parody where he of Charlie Murphy's true Hollywood story and he's had the story about when he met Prince and it just really went out of hand it was probably one of the funniest things of all fucking time and then Prince got his payback because he turned Chappelle dressed as Prince as his album cover for it excuse me for Breakfast Can Wait. So look that up if you got nothing else and to do. And it's a really rad song. It's that's, a good fucking song. That's, that's what I was like, dude, he, he, he made, a, made a better joke, but the song's pretty fucking rad. Like, it kind of would have been win-win, because if the song was garbage, like, Chappelle's like, oh, man, like, his song sucks, and my photo's on there, like, it would have been a burn. But Prince would never probably really release a shitty song, so he's like, and it's a good fucking song. I don't know, there's some shitty Prince songs. There's songs like, that you might not they're like. like. They're, like, very... Uh, experimental and artsy, yeah. so it's like. Well, the, you just because you don't like it doesn't. Well, mean look here. What makes Prince amazing? What most people don't realize was on 1999. Right. He played every instrument, instrument on that album. Yeah. Everything he played some like hear, 20 instruments or something. Like that. Yeah, but every instrument on 1999, everything is done by Prince. He might have had the band uh, to tour with. Yeah. But the album is all him. I always liked the fact that he had, like, an all-female, like, band. Well, they weren't all-female. No, like, towards the end, he was just doing, like, only females. Like, it was pretty cool. Like, when you saw, like, the performance he did for Saturday Night Live, it's all females. So it's cool. He had a lot of badass, like, female musicians. Well, you know, he may have banged a lot of chicks, but he also put a lot of chicks out there. Like, like Vanity and Apollonia and, like, Sheila E., and Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor. Well, he put her on the map. I guess. Yeah, because he, he wrote, he wrote the song. song. He wrote the song for He also it. wrote the song for the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, Manic Monday. He looked, man. Prince was legit. But let's get talking into real shit right now. So today is actually Bruce Lee's birthday. Did you know that? I did know that. Did you? Because you read it on my sheet before we started? No, I read it on somebody else's uh, Instagram today. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. What's that? Bruce Lee was overrated. Why would you say that? Because... As an actor, as... No, as... Everybody puts him on this pedestal. Right. As this incredible martial artist. Right. And he... What made... What made Prince... Or Prince. What made, <laughs> what made Prince. What made... What made the, the Prince of martial arts, Bruce Lee... <laughs> what made I guess he would be more like the Michael Jackson of martial arts but yeah I would say he's like the Michael Jordan Michael Jordan or the Elvis yeah but what makes him awesome what I love about him is he realized that one style wasn't enough but I would contend that anybody in the UFC in his weight class would have fucked him up I don't know if I agree with that I think that like if if you're talking about where he was at when he died compared to how the fighters are now, I would say yeah, probably. But if he was the way that he was and he 
was born had the exposure, time. yeah, I think he would be fucking wrecking people. I don't think so. I think so. Well, I think he would, he, would, he would fight probably at 135. He would probably be kind of a mixture of like Mighty Mouse and um, not TJ Dillashaw. What's the other face? Uh, Dominic Cruz. I think he would be a mixture of those two guys in the kind of way that he fought and how he approached anything. How good he is. Now, here's here, look. When I say overrated, I mean overrated as a, as a fighter. Not as a um, influence on martial arts or any of that nature, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like we look back and we put him on this pedestal, you right. know, three inch punch and one inch punch, one inch punch, and, and all that shit. But it like the bottom line is he's some of that shit, like that one inch punch. That's McDojo shit, almost. It's almost. McDojo. I don't think it's McDojo shit. Like I think he, if he did it, like you could actually, he could. The whole point of it was to show that he could generate so much power in that small amount of space. So the punch is legit. Do I think yeah, you're gonna be in a fight and just pull a one inch punch and send someone flying like it's a kung no. fu movie? No. But then remember, like he did the like the two finger push ups and it blew people's minds and stuff like that. So I mean, he was no, no, more. He was a specimen. For and sure. Look, and, and look, I, I, I feel like I'm shitting on the memory of Bruce Lee. And I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on the memory. I'm just trying to say that people of today uh-huh. are better fighters than he is. For sure. But, I mean, that's like to, to sit there and say, you know, you if you had, uh, like, Sonny Liston was an amazing boxer. Sure, he was powerful. But I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of boxers out today that could probably still work them. Well, like, because right. they're better. Like, do you just, we're at a different time. Well, I, but then you say that, but like, I think I think Tyson Prime would still fuck people up, though he'd have a hard time hitting somebody at six seven like fucking yeah. Tyson Fury. That's this weekend, by the way. Yeah, that's gonna be a good fucking fight. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that. We'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah. But anyway, I'm trying to figure out how old he would be. He was born in 1940. So what does that make him? That would make him 68, 78. 78. Damn, he'd be old as fuck. Would he be 78? Uh, 50, 60, yeah. 70, 80, 90, no, 2000, 2010, yeah, 78. 78. Yeah. Damn, it would have been old as fuck. Probably still be fucking. Probably be dead anyway. No, he'd probably still be fucking laying pipe on the white chicks. Probably. But I mean, he. That's the the big part is, like, he was cheating on, uh, on Linda anyway, so. But you didn't hear that from me, allegedly. Also, um,. So I finished filming for Polaris last week, and it's coming up on December 9th. Do you have to edit it, too? No. You just filmed the shit? No, for this one, I just filmed it. Uh, I might do something with the video after after the whole event and everything, but depending on who pays me for what, sometimes I will be the one editing the video. Other times, they just want the raw footage. For example, like I filmed for, for Fox Sports and like the UFC. I filmed... Um, who was it? Robbie Lawler and oh, I forget the other guy's name. Um, damn it. Anyway, I filmed them for, for the UFC and Fox Sports and they just wanted the footage. They didn't want me to edit it because they do all their stuff to it and they got to do their whole branding. Um, other people, like, yeah, I did everything. Like for Virus, I did the whole video, I did the whole filming um, and the editing. So it, it's cool. It just depends on who pays me for what. Um, the card is pretty solid, though. I know we talked about it a little bit. 
Yeah, but we didn't really get into depth. No, but they added a, a bunch of other people too. So I got. Uh, should we go from the prelims to the main or the other way around? Well, I wouldn't even worry about the prelims unless there's any names in it. Trying to see. Uh, it doesn't really look like anybody that I know. Not to be disrespectful to them, but it's not anybody it's not that anything. I yeah. know. Hey, look, I'm um, one of those people. I would be the, one of the guys on the prelims. So, so I mean, the main guys got Keenan uh, against Craig Jones, which would actually be a pretty big test for Keenan because Keenan's never really won anything after Brown Belt. Well, there's he. Everybody's saying he should have won last year. He should have, and he got robbed he got by robbed. some. By the the good old Brazilian points, the gringo, the gringo curse. Yeah, and and he did a whole breakdown on it, and discussing it. So, but I think he's kind of slowly sneaking back into it, uh, into competing and getting in, uh, at the point of the higher guys. But he's, I think his only problem was that he was so focused into getting something completely new and different that it put him back. Compared to everybody else, with the worm guard and like he has his own style, and he's so deep into jujitsu that he's he sees different things compared to how everybody else sees it and how we know jujitsu to begin with, right? So, I mean, you can tell me your point of view on it, but because he was so busy going out into left field that the main stuff the main bread and butter that everybody works with and maybe even the leg locks, he's not, he never really paid that much attention to as much anymore. Well, so, my whole thing, like, I'm working on, obviously I'm trying to add legs to my game. Right. And the problem I've noticed is if you don't watch out, you get so tunnel vision on the legs, Mm. you forget about everything else. Yeah. So, um, I, in order to, Fix that. What I would, what we did is we came up with a little point system while we rolled. Mm. That um, everything that you got above the waist was only a point, but if you got a leg lock, you got uh, ten points. Right. So we would keep track of our points. Uh, trying to see who gets, you know, who wins. Like it was just adding a little, right, a little something. So and whoever got the most at the end of all the rolls, like they got to be, you know, bragging rights. But right. um, but that was the problem. Is, is the reason why was because we were all getting tunnel vision on, and you do when you get tunnel vision on legs. Oh, it's like you're. It's like you leave so much shit open. That it's it's almost fun. like quicksand. Like the more you work, the deeper you get. Yeah, but then it's you forget. It's fun. It's it yeah. really is, and like it changes everything. But. What I what the secret to all this is, is is what you have to do is you can't make it your game. You just have to find a way to add it to your game that's already existing. It's got to be a part of almost like the transitions, like right. if you're working into it. So I, I think what, if Keenan, what Keenan might have, what might have happened to Keenan was he got, he if if that's the case because I don't know if that's the case or not. Um, <clears throat> he might have got stuck down that tunnel vision hole working on all this other stuff and freaking instead of because what he might have done was made it his game instead of trying to add it to his game you think so yeah that's that like in order to be proficient at something you really got to drill it and the only way you can really drill it after you know after drilling it and and putting it into practice in the roles yeah is to really go for them so like 
it's hard not to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I can kind of see like where 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 you're going with it. Like, I don't know if it's really that he forgot everything else. I think it's more. Well, it's not that he forgot everything else. He just was so focused on getting these parts. Yeah. That he would neglect. Like he 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 would forget. Like in this position, if I'm not getting it, instead of fighting for this other leg or transitioning to another leg, right? It would be easier just to come out and come and take the back. Right. Which, like, what's what's funny is is like watching watching uh, Gordon Ryan the last the last tournament he did he didn't do any any leg shit. Yeah. He took everybody's back and choked them out. No, that's not true for a quintet. No, no, no. It was something else. He did something else recently. I don't remember what it was. Was what? Maybe it was a. I think it was quintet. I don't know, but whatever it was, basically. He went for the back more than anything he's else. He's going for the back. It's like, so he's got what, but the problem is everybody's thinking fleet. So everybody's, yeah. everybody's doing all this foot defense and leaving their back open. Well, that's the first part, like just the very first card. Like I don't disagree with you. And then it goes back to Wagner Rocha against Benson Henderson, which I made my call. Yeah. Wagner, Wagner for the win. And I would say it doesn't go to... To the full 15 minutes. I think it, it gets done I like it in does. the first. I know. I say I know, Benson's man. got enough defense to bring it. I just really want you to see. Like, I'm curious to see the part of the footage that they pick to be in the video. Because we actually filmed a lot of really good footage in, in the gym and out of the gym. So I'm really curious to see how they edit it. But when you see it and you see some of the roles, like... I know. I'm really curious to see. And then uh, after that is Mansur Care. Oh, wait. Who do you have? Wagner or Benson? I have Wagner okay. winning. I just don't have it. That quick. Being, being a runaway. All right. Mansur Kara against Ross Nichols, which I don't know. Sorry. Then it's Satoshi Ishii against Daniel Strauss. That's going to be a good one. I'm going to go with with Strauss on that one. Um Strauss is a member. We talked about it. He's competed against like AJ Agassiz yeah. and a bunch of other guys. Uh, Satoshi Ishii's definitely been competing a lot more in the last couple of years. And then the fun one is uh, Mazakazu Imanari against Nikki Ryan. What do you think on that one? Well, it's funny because that that brings us into what we yeah what we're to talking today. about. Um, I think I think Nikki's on another level. I think Nick, Nick, all those guys. You think are he's on a deeper level than Imanari? Than Imanari? Yes. Imanari may have um, innovated a lot of, sh- you know, well, not, maybe not a lot, but he innovated some some shit. Right. But I still think, when it comes down to it, I still think that Nicky Ryan is on another level than than Imanari. I think for at his age group, for sure. I just think at any age group, he's. Nikki Ryan's job is jiu-jitsu. That's it. I mean, so I is Imanari's. No, I bet you it's not. I well, not you. anymore. Yeah, it's not. He's a 16-year-old kid who I guarantee you, I'm pretty sure his parents pulled him out of school. They did. Yeah, so all he's doing is jiu-jitsu all day long. But you don't think he's doing any kind of homeschooling? Doesn't he have to pretty I, much by law? I don't know. I don't know that shit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in, I'm I still think I think that Nikki Ryan is gonna win that one. I most likely it will be by leg lock. 
Now here's the question: What we, what we're, um, for those of you who have Flow Grappling, uh, Flow Grappling put out a email earlier today with a link about a, uh, about AJ Agazam, Agazam, whatever. Right. Um, saying that Nicky Ryan hasn't paid his dues. Yeah, he didn't pay his dues, and that he's like, it's all show. He doesn't deserve to be what he's doing. Like, and it's the whole challenge of him talking smack back and forth is just Nikki trying to ride his coattails. Which, look, I get it. Well, here's the thing. In one breath, he says that, but in the other breath, he says, who, who make, you know, people that don't like trash talk are the people that can't talk trash. Yeah. So, you know. It was a really good, like, it was a very... Well done interview, and I think we actually see a genuine look inside of AJ's head without the the showmanship, where he's actually being like, well, and, and, and was it eloquent? The word, I guess. Well, just you know, not putting on the show. I mean, we don't yeah. know. He might. Have it might be like his classy version of this show yeah. or something. But the bottom line is, is I believe AJ's wrong. I believe Nikki is. Earning his spot by beating fucking grown ass men at fifteen fucking years old. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> I definitely don't disagree with that. That's how do you earn your spot in a what is just just because you're young and you got to you know is, are you saying is he a black belt? I I doubt. No, he can't be. Not at fifteen. Not at fifteen. Not at sixteen. Not at seventeen. You can't get your black belt till you're eighteen. But I mean, wouldn't you put him in like a black belt level? Probably, but then again, I don't know. I've never seen him in a gi. Right, that's the that's the the difficult part too about gi or no yeah, gi I, grappling. There, you know, what there needs to be there needs to be a no gi ranking system. Does there? I think there does. Why? Because no gi is, I would say, just as popular as the gi. Right, and, and there's a lot of schools that focus on. Gear, like look, look at um, like like Tenth uh, Planet. Right. They 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 promote their guys, and they do mostly no gi shit. So they those guys get. I think uh, all they do is no gi. I don't think they do gi. I think they just use the gi know. pants. But I've never seen a Tenth Planet person wear gi. I have, I have no idea. I've never trained at a Tenth right. Planet, so I don't know. I don't know. But like, I believe that there should be a set. Ranking system for Nogi, but don't you think that's kind of like the the awesome part about it that it it's not belt ranked. It really is just kind of like skill. You get to match whoever, because then if you add the ranking to it, then you kind of lose the fact that I'm a blue belt and I could challenge you as a black belt. Well, no, I well, and, and here's the thing: that's in competition. A lot of the competition is just what is it? Novice, beginner, intermediate, and expert. Right. So there, there's four, if you're lucky, there's four. Sometimes there's only three. Yeah. You know, beginner, expert, and intermediate. But um, that doesn't mean you can't be ranked. Right, but I, I'm saying, I, I think, like, but I'm saying if you, the problem is, like, at Gi right now, technically speaking, there's no way that I could sit there and say, as a blue belt, I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you right now. Right. You can't. You can't. You'd be like, dude, you're a blue belt. Like, you can't challenge me. You'd have to be a black belt for you to challenge me and then me take it serious. But in Nogi, you can sit there and be, oh, you're 16, you're a 15-year-old. 
like, no, nah, dude, like, you're not going to beat me. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I just wrecked all, like, you know, the rest of the top ten in the world right now. Like, why aren't you kind of coming after me? Let's go. You see what I'm saying? Like, you, if you all of a sudden you give that black belt the excuse of, like, no, sorry. Well, like, no, look I, at what happened with Marcelo. Like, Marcelo did that tournament in, uh, was it in Tampa? And it was, like, a blue belt that signed up in the expert division right, and he got in Naga. And, like, no, he didn't get shit for it. He got, like, the blue belt got wrecked. Right, no, no, it, but then the, the, the kid's school... Was giving him was giving Marcelo shit about it. right. Well, they were giving Marcelo shit because he said like, "No, you sign up in my division, you're gonna yeah. get it fucking worked. Like, show some fucking respect." And then it became a whole drama show with the other kid one. Yeah. Like, it wasn't really beef because like Marcelo well, won. He's like, "No, the other kid, the, 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 the kid, kid the other kid over there." And I think that was like a tenth plan in school. I think, but it was like it became a beef just because like Marcelo's like, "No, you gotta have some fucking respect." Like, which I completely agree. And then Marcelo wrecked the other kid too. Yeah, it's like at the end of the day, it's like. Okay, like I get it if you want to go in Naga and do whatever, but you you got to remember you're still gonna end up going with a black belt. Shows your fucking right. respect. Like, well, it's if if you want to put a show here, like we're talking about like Polaris, right? And you're gonna put someone that technically is not a blue a black belt going up against black belts, right? Really black belt well, level. Well, here's the thing: is what changes that? What changes the gi, the no gi game? Right? Are the wrestlers that get into submission grab submission wrestling? So like, you know, uh, those guys that come at, come in uh, with, you know, Division One collegiate experience, and then they have, a, you give a guy with collegiate wrestling experience two years uh-huh. on the mats, he'll be a fucking killer in nogi for sure. A fucking killer. All you got to teach that guy is fucking arm bars, triangles, and a choke. That's it. That guy will be a From fucking... back take, like rear naked chokes yeah, well, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, they already know the back take. Yeah. It's not, it's, that's it's, what I'm saying. Like, you teach yeah. them how to do a proper rear naked choke. Yeah, you, you teach those guys three things and they kill people. Chris Wyman did that. Like, he was he was on the... He was doing jiu-jitsu for four months and winning expert level. Yeah, but he also had Matt Sarah as a coach and... Regardless. Yeah. He still had to fucking... No, he still had to work his way up. But that's what I'm saying, though, is if but you add a belt, if you add a belt system or belt ranking to Nogi, you kind of lose that because now you go back to the excuse of like, no, you're not a black belt, you can't challenge me. Well, that's what well, that's what'll always happen. Regardless, what, regardless, look, regardless of the competition, I still think people should be able to be ranked in Nogi. I think there's people that will only do Nogi for their whole life. They will do yeah. They'll do no gi. They'll do nothing. They'll do. They just don't like it. Yeah. And I, I get it. And but there should be a ranking system for those people. And I and and, and regardless of what it. Um, but why do you think there needs to be a ranking? So these people have something to work towards. Okay, I I don't disagree with that, but it still comes down to, I I don't think that. People doing nogi, and that's their thing, is, are more concerned about the belt that they get, right? Like, they're not really concerned about what color belt they are. They're just, they want to grapple. They want to sit there and train. They want to choke people out. That's it. I think with the gi aspect of it, it becomes more of like the traditional martial art where, like, you want to go up in, in belt classes. You have the uniform. You have this whole laid out thing of respect and honor 
and a martial artist like type of way. Right, but here's the question is, would you consider no gi a martial arts? Yeah, it's the same way I consider wrestling a, a right. martial art and pancreation like a, a martial art. But if you look at the grappling aspect of things in that route, there was never any like ranking system. Even Muay Thai, there was no ranking system. You know, you were like, you're either the student or you're the teacher. But there's never, oh, I'm a yellow belt or I'm a blue belt or I'm a green belt. Like there was never any of that until it became like Americanized. Yeah, there was, they added too many belts. Well, no, they added belts to begin with, and it was never the case in Muay Thai. In Muay Thai, it's like, no, you learn how to fucking fight. Look at boxing. There's no belts in boxing. No, but there is a pro and amateur division. Right, again, but that's different. That comes down to fights. There's no amateur blue belt division in boxing. No, but I know that there's, like, I've rolled with a blue belt that I know could wreck a lot of black belts. For sure. And, I like, we've seen, like... Kids that are green belts that could sit there and fucking rank purple and brown belts. Like, we've seen it. Like, one of my hardest roles ever in Nogi uh. was Rashad Evans. Oh, he's a wrestler. He's a wrestler, but like... Who I, did it for a living. Right, did it and for a living. And you trained with him at the peak of his career. Right, but I was a black belt when we trained. I was a black belt. So, like, rolling with him, Nogi, I couldn't really sweep him. But I, he couldn't pass my guard, but I couldn't sweep him. You know what I'm saying? His, his balance was just way too good. And, and he's technically yeah. a black belt. So he, he got a black belt. Yeah, he got his like and, and honorary black belt. Yeah. yeah. But like... No, he didn't get in the cage. Yeah, he got in the cage. That's Tyron Woodley. No, so did he. he did got, he? Yeah, he got in the cage. No, I don't believe yes. so. I'm looking it up right now. Go ahead, look it up. But you, um, but you see what I'm saying though. But like, I, I still think, like again, I still think there should. I, I stand by it. I think there should be a ranking system so people can work towards that. That like, what's the what's to keep these people? Some people are that goal oriented. Wouldn't you like if, if imagine if all you did was nogi? Right. Wouldn't you want to know that you're progressing? But I think you see it from yeah, your training. I understand, but like I just think I just think and I think there could be one. It's not even that hard. You can really just you can really just bring over most of the criteria. Okay, so why isn't there a black belt in wrestling? Because wrestling didn't start in a, as a martial art. Like as a as a traditional eastern Again, art. neither did Muay Thai or boxing. It's different, but we're talking punching where there's let's let's let, I mean let's really think about it there's really not that many different techniques when it comes to punching and kicking right like yeah see hold on total sign note yeah Rashad didn't get his in the cage yes he did no he didn't I got it hold on I'm pulling it up right now this thing is fucking loading yeah he got it before UFC 108 see Son, whatever. It was it was uh, Tyron Woodley that I saw remember. somebody. He got someone put the belt on him in the cage. It was probably after he won that one. That's why. But he got it before. Anyway, keep going with what you were saying. Um, I think I was. They can just like there's. You're you're talking about techniques that are finite in in boxing and kickboxing. There's only a certain amount of punches you can throw. 
The only thing that differs is the combination and timing and shit like that. Okay. So, you know, once you learn how to throw a jab, uh-huh. you got that down. Right. Once you learn how to throw a cross, you got that down. So it's like there's... But you, I can teach you how to scissor sweep, but that doesn't mean you know how to flower sweep. I can teach you how to arm bar from the top. doesn't mean you can arm bar from the bottom. There's just way more... Well, I mean, it's also there's, like... You need I can I can throw a right if I'm standing like standard, but if I switch and like I go southpaw, does it mean I can throw that hook the same way? No, but it's, it's still a hook. No, but it's different. It's still a different body yeah, but mechanic. But it doesn't. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. I get no. Hook. I get what you're saying, but like. And, and, and switching sides doesn't mean anything because you have to do the same thing in jujitsu. <laughs> you got to sweep from one side. You got to do the sweep from the other. It's it's not about switching sides. It's about the amount of knowledge that you need to know in order to progress. So like. You need to have. So okay, but that doesn't answer the question. Then why isn't there a belt system in? Wrestling. I just told you. Wrestling didn't start as a Eastern martial art. None but neither did boxing. Well I know. boxing is We're more European. Talking, yeah. And but and then and kickboxing. They don't, have a belt system. they don't have a belt system. Right. Well that's what I'm saying. They do now. They should or not, like not kickboxing. Yeah, right. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, well, why is it that they get to no, have a belt I'm system? Talking, and, and what I'm talking is the basis for but no okay, gi. but that's what I'm saying. They don't the have a belt for, system, right. but then now you're saying no gi should have a belt, right? Because the basis of no gi uh-huh. is still jujitsu. That's still the core of. of okay, of so why no-gi. so why does no gi get to have a belt system, but wrestling doesn't? Um, if it's technically the same thing, wrestling. Why doesn't wrestling? Does catch wrestling have a belt system? No. So then, why don't they get a because belt system? Because they weren't an Eastern martial art. I'm saying what it was, what it is at its core. What it is at its core, and and actually, there might be a belt system. I don't. Well, that's know. what I'm asking. There might be. I don't know. I don't think so. But um. But basically, the basis, the core right. of nogi is still jujitsu. It is based in the Eastern martial art of jiu-jitsu. So I still believe... Do you, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's more wrestling-based with submissions added into it at the end of the day. No. Yeah, but then why don't they teach submissions at wrestling school? But that's what I'm saying, because that's wrestling. It's not no-gi. Right. What's the base? What do you, what do you learn no-gi? What, what, do you, what are you learning no-gi for? To fight. No, no, no. Do you learn no-gi to wrestle or do you learn no-gi to submit? I mean, like at ADCC, like you don't have to submit. That's not what I'm saying. No, I know what I'm you're saying, saying when but... somebody walks in off the street and they step onto the mat, what are they wanting to learn? Do they, are they wanting to learn how to wrestle or are they wanting to learn how to beat their opponent as quick as possible with a submission? I think it's different for everybody because I know guys that, that love no-gi, but they're not like, you know, submission hunters. Well, those geese, all the guys also like ding dings in their mouths. No, I mean, and I'm they're just, good. They're good, I'm and just, they. Can... I'm just saying, the reason people t- take up no, the reason why wrestlers go to no gi and why people take up no gi afterwards is because it adds another dynamic to the whole grappling game. 
Right? No. So, so it's like it changes it. It changes it from purely just grappling to a submission art. And the art grappling of, and submission. Right. Oh, see, like that's the thing. For me, when someone says grappling, I think it's automatically just inclined to be grappling with the intent of finishing someone, not just like wrestling, wrestling. Like wrestling kind of like that's the part that bores me about wrestling. Like, all you're really looking for is the pin, really. Right. But and that's it. So you only get one. Instead of like I actually got two wins when I wrestled in high school. One dude had to forfeit because I I uh, dislocated his shoulder. That's and pretty bad. That sucks. That <laughs> fucking hurts. I know that yeah. feeling. It sucks. And the other dude, uh, I ripped his brace. His braces ripped the inside of his mouth oh. so bad that he couldn't stop the bleeding. Oh, that sucks. So they had to stop. So I that was two wins I got. That were technically cheap wins, TKOs. That, that were technically, I think, considered pins. I don't remember. I don't technical remember how many would it be like I a technical pin? Technical, I don't remember. What's considered a pin? I never understood that. When you get their shoulders down for one second. That's a pin. Yep. Like that's it. Like you like pin them down. That's it. Like oh, your well, shoulders are both down. Both their shoulders have to touch. Okay. That's why wrestlers are so good at bridging. Right. Because they're so used to not putting their back down. So when they bridge, they bridge out of shit. So really, if you just kind of pull their head off, then... Yeah, but it's not that easy. I know it's not that easy. I'm just really trying to make it sound easy to be disrespectful. No, it's not. I, you know, I wrestled in, in high school. I wrestled no, I know. Just my senior year, I went 14-5-2. and two. I had a natural affinity for wrestling. If I had started wrestling earlier, I might have, I might have been able to do something with it. I just had a natural gift for grappling. That's why, you know... It's like Ric Flair started, or not Ric Flair, uh, DDP started at like what? 36. or 36. Did you listen to the podcast with uh, Jake the Snake? Yeah. How fucking nuts is that? I think Jake the Snake sounded disrespectful. To what? To, to Tony Hinchcliffe. Oh, for sure he was. But he is just being... I thought it was a dick move. Jake the Snake needs to realize that this was a gift for him. To be on there? To be on there. For sure. And he, I, he was more of a dick to Jamie. Jamie, I mean, a dick to both of them. Both yeah. him and Tony. I, I thought it was classic. I think... He, he, here's the thing. Is, is Jake the Snake is a classic wrestler worker. Yeah. And he's always looking for an angle to... Get be a him, douche. To, no, not to be a douche, but to get himself over. To be yeah. to look like the biggest guy in the room. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's a worker's mentality. And... and being around it, I know that's what he was doing the whole time. He yeah. wasn't like he wasn't real like he was always trying he was trying to crack these little fucking jokes. Jokes. It was always like about like like sex jokes or like fucking jokes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just it's just he sounded unintelligent. Yeah. Like not But then not, when it, not, like, like they like there would be parts where he would like slip off and then like when he was actually being serious and deep that like he sounded like this is a deep guy. He knows what he's well, fucking he talking like about. Like he was above Tony and yeah, well, and I think, but I think it's safe to say you know a lot of those guys like that where they feel like it's owed to them that like they deserved all this stuff from like day one and now they get like all this recognition and stuff. Yeah, I, I look, I've wrestled with Jake the Snake. Yeah, so it's like I, I know, like I know the dude. Yeah, and, and and look behind the scenes, like I had a, it's not that I haven't, I had good interaction with him. He, he didn't talk down to me or yeah. like. Like, you know, he was, you know, he, he, he recognizes, but he just didn't, you could, he didn't respect Jamie or Tony, and you yeah. didn't tell. 
But I think it's one of those things that he's probably so used to, like, dudes just fucking wanting to blow him because it's Jake the Snake. So, like, that's kind of how, like, he fends them off. Because he wasn't like that with Joe. Besides the fact that Joe had the power in, like, in the whole podcast. But the fact that it's, like, those two were fanboys. Joe wasn't. He respected right. him, like, as an athlete. But, but the thing, the bottom line is, is the fanboys are... The ones that are still paying you that, like, paid you for the last 30 exactly. years of... Yeah, so no, I should get it. some respect to those guys. And I thought, I thought he just came off disrespectful. For sure. I, I don't I, disagree. I, I, I thought it made him not look... I think it made wrestlers, old wrestlers, look like yeah. Like if I was Rogan, I probably wouldn't have another wrestler on. Like I would have DDP on again. I would, yeah, I would have DDP. I would have like Ric Flair or something. I probably wouldn't even do Ric Flair. You think he'd be just as bad? I think he'd be. Well, I don't know. Ric Flair's Ric Ric Flair is who he is on the on the camera. I know. Is who he is behind the camera. Yeah. He's he that is Ric Flair. Yeah. That he that wasn't really an act with Ric Flair. Yeah. Um he's he's a fun guy, dude. That's what he is. He's a fun guy. Yeah. You know? And and um you know, it's funny, I was there the night he retired. I was I was working WWE that night. Mm. Uh, the night he retired from the ring, but then went and wrestled for another company. And then go to like NWO or something? No, no, he went to TNA. Oh right. But um, I was there the night after WrestleMania where he wrestled Shawn Michaels and retired. Um, it was a touching moment because Ric Flair is a legend. and But Ric Flair's a wrestler. Yeah. And he wasn't going to stop wrestling because, dude, the m- most addictive thing I've ever felt in my life was having 14,000 people cheer for me. Yeah. In in, in uh, Ponce, Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's uh, it was the feeling. The feeling is almost indescribable when you get fourteen thousand people exploding. Yeah, it for like you feel it. Like it goes through the energy goes through yeah. you. And I I was like when that happened I was like holy shit, that was a rad feeling. Yeah, it was the night me and my partner turned. From bad guys to good guys, right? And we saved like the biggest hero that that the island has, right? And it was or the second biggest, technically. But um, is there a video of this somewhere? Yeah, we gotta find that video. Yeah, I mean, it, there, it would it would be on WWC because we wrestled for WWC in uh, World Wrestling Council in right. Puerto Rico. You gotta find that video. You know that, right? I wish I could. Why not? You said it. That someone's gonna have that video. Yeah, but I don't know where to look. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, maybe they're putting them all on YouTube eventually. But I mean, I'm sure you could probably find out who the old owner was and shoot him an email. Well, I know who he is. They still own the company. So but why won't you shoot an email and just ask? We'll see. Oh man, they, I'll do it. They, that's not how they work. I don't give a they fuck. Have better, they have better things to do, dude. I don't give a fuck. They're, they're not gonna. By the way, they're not just, gonna hunt down an old tape for me. So you guys hear this? It's not. It's this fucking chair, and I fucking get it every time. I can't stand it. I gotta fucking fix this chair. I'm gonna just go buy a new one because this arcs the shit out of me, and I know it pops up on the fucking mic too. So why in the end did you really stop wrestling? Yeah, jujitsu. I never really loved wrestling. Right. It was never. Like a passion. Right. It was something that... What happened was is I got done with playing football at UCF. And I came back to good old West Palm Beach. 
and I had nothing. Like, and after years of competing in football and wrestling and shit like that, I needed my body craved a physical like exertion, exertion, a physical, you know, just something crazy, and yeah. and. I happened across wrestling. I didn't look for wrestling. You know what I'm saying? And I just happened to be good at it. Would you come out of retirement and do like a match? Like oh, one? yeah. If I had, yeah, I would do it. Why wouldn't you do the ones that, that King Mo does? Like Cause you, I don't want to... What? It would have to be something special for me to do. Like what? I don't know. Like, I don't, it would have to be something special for me to come like out Like what would you consider like special? Um... I don't know, like, uh, like all my old the guys that I used to wrestle with a show and right. like, and it was local. Right. I would do something like that, like if it was all guys that I. You think that'd be with, something that would like you'd be able to pull off? I wouldn't want to pull it off. Why? Because it's stupid. Why? It's a, it's a headache. <laughs> it's cost money. It's just something I don't have any desire to do. So you wouldn't do it like the ones that they do over like ATT and stuff that Mo is like putting together those wrestling matches and said like, hey, we want you to come in and, and do a wrestling match with us. I mean... I they got a lot of jiu-jitsu people doing them. No, I know. Cole, or... Not Cole. Uh, Blake is a yeah. tag team champion. Yeah, Blake yeah. Bowman, my, my commentary partner for XFN. Yeah. So it's like he got, you know, he, he loves it, dude. And... and I didn't love it, you know? I yeah. I never really loved it. I'd that. love to do it just to do, like, a show where it's like, oh, I, like, wrestled and did, like, the whole thing. Like, I got the Lucha Libre mask. I would fucking rock everything. Like, I would love to sit there and do one. Like, let me just go jump in there and, like, pretend like I know what the fuck I'm doing. And just get, like, slammed. As long as nobody's fucking trying to flip off the ropes to slam onto my stomach, I'm good. Yeah, but you, there's a lot of shit that you'd have to learn. Oh, there'd be a shit ton of stuff I'd have to learn. But I, you know, I would do it if the if the circumstances were right. So what if we said you and me do a wrestling match, and it was you against me, and then we'd have a twist where all of a sudden like somebody comes after us, and then we got a tag team and beat the crap out of them. That'd be a pretty good storyline, right? Uh, well, it'd be a good storyline, but it, well, it's, it'd be you know, it would be. Not a good, it wouldn't be a realistic storyline, but it happens. Well, does it really have to be a realistic storyline? Well, you know, no, I would, you know, it's something like that would be fun, something that'd be fun and local. But dude, the problem with wrestling is like it takes up, like it takes forever, dude. Takes, I'm sure the whole night just takes forever and getting paid afterwards. Uh, but obviously, we wouldn't get paid and stuff for well, all I this. Doing that shit. Well, yeah, you do it. Come on, you wouldn't do that if we said, All right, you and me are doing a wrestling match and we're gonna sit there and just all of a sudden it just becomes a whole different storyline. Tell me that wouldn't be fucking fun. No, I mean, it would be fun, but it's, you know, I still got all my shit. We could have like. These like tag team moves, like you see, like the the Def Jam like tag team ones, where it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, we gotta get them. So like I'll run, you pick me up like the little midget wrestling, and then throw me at somebody. That'd be fucking hilarious. Like, but just like run, like jump. We do like a flash dance thing, and then you just chuck me at somebody. Uh, was it flash dance? Yeah, it was flash dance, right? Yeah, but that's not. How it or was works. it dirty dancing? That's not how it works. Come on, come on. You know you're laughing your ass off. You know that would be a perfect move. No, You're like, not be I would just like run like swan dive. You pick me up, turn around, just chuck me back at somebody. No, it doesn't work like 
there'd be other moves that we could do, but that would not work. Why not? Would not work. Well, how would that not work? Because it doesn't work. It didn't. Uh, what's his face do it? Like Brock did it. No, Brock tossed fuckers out of the ring. That's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna toss you out of the ring. You're Come on. Too big to get tossed out of the ring. I can, I can, I can work it. I can just dive and just give it to you. Look, yeah. if that uh, Jake the Snake threw Andre the Giant, I think you could throw me. Yeah, because Andre knows how to fucking. I could do it. <laughs> I got no worries about it. I can, I can fake getting tossed, no problem. I think we should do it. If I you guys want to see me wrestle, you can look up Black Market Wrestling, and uh, and you can see me. You can watch me do some wrestling. Black market or I think, crashers. I think we need to do that. We need to make it happen. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start making phone calls. We're gonna make this happen. Um, real quick, did you know that the creator for uh, SpongeBob died? I did. ALS. What? No, it wasn't ALS. It's it like was Lou Gehrig's disease. Lou, yeah, yeah, Lou Gehrig. That's ALS. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't thinking. Um, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Did you ever watch that? Duh. I fucking. I never really got to watch it when it was like popular, and then like a few months ago, I was like, "Oh, let me binge watch SpongeBob just to what see what it's been, about." SpongeBob always reminded me of was like a watered down Rand Stimpy. Like, yeah, like not a what not watered down. That's probably a the family wrong. friendly. A family friendly Rand and Stimpy. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, so I looked up um, Nogi World is coming up. So I was looking up some of the stuff in the bracket, and the uh, the black belt divisions are definitely pretty stacked, man. They they got a lot of people on there, but I mean, if we go straight to the division that we know, we all know that we're looking at, um, heavy is pretty solid. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people, uh, including Jackson Souza dos Santos, who's a total absolute beast, and uh, James Brasco. He's in that division. Uh, Tim Spriggs is in there. Tiago Safortis Silva from uh, Checkmats in there. There's a lot of people. Uh, super heavy. Who do we got? Uh, it should be Cyborg. No, he's an ultra heavy, I think. Really? Yeah. He, no, yeah. He's ultra heavy. Uh, super heavy. Actually, from American Top Team, Charles McGuire. He's in there. And, oh, Kenyon Duarte's in there. It's pretty good. That's going to be a pretty good division. But then if we go to ultra heavy, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people. You got um, Cyborg, obviously, and then Gordon Ryan, and then Satoshi Ishii is in there too. So Satoshi Ishii is literally going to go from uh, Worlds to or. Polaris is straight to world, so hopefully he doesn't get like beat up. Uh, who else is in there? Jared Dopp, Evangelos, Evangelos Mutmis from Greece. Um, yeah, I never heard of the guy either. But that one's gonna be pretty good. It's a it's a pretty full crowd, man. There's a lot of people that we know on here, so I guess I'll be killing that weekend on uh, on flow grappling. And then you also have the EBI Invitational. Sunday, December 9th, but that's the female straw weights. Um, Which are still rad to watch. They're still rad. They're still good. The girls are crazy. They're the ones that end up always like breaking people's ankles. What is the, what is the girl, Grace? She's the 10th planet girl. Great. Little little Asian girl. Grace. Um, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember. She's, the, she's a little fucking. Yeah, like she's she, a beast. She, she's a beast. She's like little and like quiet and like demure. And then she just. 
and like tough as fucking nails. She fucking goes hammered down. So it's actually there's a lot of big uh, tournaments going on, but obviously I'm I'm partial to Polaris just because uh, I love seeing my videos on there. <laughs> like I can't tell you as as often as I've done it, like it's so cool for me to sit there and see like oh I filmed that and there's thousands if not millions of people watching like something that no, I no, created and put cool out there. It's so dope and it's like it's the hard part though is that I'm always like. Damn, I could have done that better. I could have fucking done that. I'm always so critical on myself, but for me to sit there and say, like, something that I take part in and that I wish I could compete in, like, is up on there. And for everybody to see that, like, makes me feel so good to well, sit there and see like, something that makes you, people happy. Would you be, do you think what a prime setup would be to have, like, another guy with you to do more filming from a different angle? No. Um, it's different, man. Like, because I'm so used to, like, a running gun setup, I know exactly what I want. I know the look that I want. Do I get the shots that I would love to if I was, like, doing a full production kind of thing? No. Um, but I think I approach it differently than other people. Because of my love for certain kinds of movies, like, I want a certain kind of shot. If I could shoot something, like, a jiu-jitsu match in, like, the style of, like, Lawrence of Arabia or something... For sure. I'd fucking love to do it. But to have a second person there, I don't think I would ever be able to trust anyone to get the shot that I visualize. You need to, you need to get one of those Scorsese shots. Mm. The, like, the one that like zooms in and zooms out at the same time. Oh, uh, no. Remember we talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, you, it's called, when you're physically moving the camera, it's called a dolly in or a dolly out. Right. And then you zoom in, zoom out. So... For certain ones where, like, you see the room gets bigger, but the person, like, really gets... Focused. Like, focused. They, I, I like, call it the Scorsese shot, because he yeah. does that shot in almost all his movies. It's just a dramatic thing. So, you're literally dollying out while you're zooming in. So, it's, like, the same time that you have to do it. A lot of people do those shots. It's always, like, scary movies and, like, shocking moments, like, where someone's, like, freaking out or, like, Scorsese panicking. does... See, what Scorsese, Scorsese's magic mm. is... Not just the shot. Mm. It's also the music that he tends to pick. Yeah, it's a whole shots. different thing. It's it's a it's a whole team effort. That's the thing. Yeah. Like the director obviously and the producer have a lot of say on it, but what you don't realize there's a whole team for every aspect of it. Well, you have, like, the editor, the cinematographer, the filmographer, and then the special effects guy. And then you have the, the, the actual uh, clothing department and the person that finds the sets. There's someone's job is literally to scout for locations. Yeah. They get to travel the world and say, okay, the shot, this is what the director wanted. I got to find a shot that looks like this. They'll take photos. They'll scout it out. And then, like, videos. They send it back. Like, oh, that's the shot. So think about being the scout. For, like, The Hobbit. Who, who would you say, who's your favorite director? Director? Um, it's, it's tough because it's not... I like certain aspects of certain things more right. than others. So, like... Um, Sergio Leone for like the the good, the bad, and the ugly stuff because they did stuff so different and they did it on the cheap and they had to be super dramatic. And then he worked with Ennio Morricone who was the one that did the music, 
who you love his music, but if you listen to him like normally, you'd be like, this guy's fucking weird. This guy's just throwing shit against the wall and recording the sounds. So like, there's a lot of shots like that. Um, I like George Lucas, obviously, just because he made Star Wars, but nothing that he did was like good. Well, Star Wars, besides, Star Wars really wasn't that. It was his story that made that. It was the story it and it was the effects. It was really the effects. At the time, he was way ahead of his time. Right. He literally created the technology that was used. Right, right. And, and I get that, but as far as a director... Have you ever watched THX 1138? Yes. That's the biggest load of garbage yeah, ever. Yeah, I didn't... I was like, all right, it's a bald... Um, and it's got like a cult following inside. And, yeah. Um, but it's the biggest load of bullshit ever. It's such a dumb movie. But like he also... But he... he Steven Spielberg, Dur- he directed, produced, I think. What Indiana Jones? No, I'm he talking. did Indiana Jones. But Who directed? George Lucas directed uh, Star Wars. Right, up but, until but, they, but but Spielberg and Lucas came together for Indiana Jones. Yeah, and that was actually more Steven Spielberg more than George Lucas. Um, I don't know. There's a couple of other people. I can't really remember. Like, I love uh, the way that, uh, was it Chris Nolan did Batman? I loved, I love, dude, uh, the uh, Memento by Chris Nolan. Momentum? Have you, Memento. I don't think I've seen it. It's the most incredible movie you'll ever see. What is it? It's, um, it's Guy Pierce. And the movie is told the guy has no short-term memory. Oh, okay. So the story is told backwards. Gotcha. And that's and and what happens is is in order for him to remember, he either takes a Polaroid of it Mm -hmm. or he gets a tattoo. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. And, um, dude, it's such a rad movie. If you've never seen Memento, you need to see Memento. If you want to see a movie that's, like, visually just absolutely insane, it's Lawrence of Arabia. That movie was shot so well. They actually created a lens specifically for one shot, and it was never used again. And it was done all in one take. They, like, I forget what, uh... I forget what they, they called it, the, the lens. But it's about like two feet long, like a foot, two feet long. It's this metal lens. They specifically made it just for this one shot because it had to be like super wide, super far. You had to see the, the kind of like uh, the heat rising from the sand and stuff like that. They literally made it just for this one shot. Never fucking used again. And like the movie's great. I know a lot of people are not going to like it, but like, Historically speaking, because I like those kinds of movies too, like you'll learn a lot about like stuff that's going on in the Middle East and things like that, and like where all the issues came from. Yeah, see, I'm just talking like video, like shots. So like, I love Scorsese's. Um, I would say one of my favorite visual directors um, is Kubrick. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick does an awesome job for sure. He's one of the best. He's done some cool shit. Um, but he was he was super like unique on everything that he did. He was like a, a super genius. He did well, he a, did math as like his way of like just like resting. He would do like super complicated math. He broke Shelley Duvall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's why she's crazy now. Yeah, a hundred percent he did. 
Yeah, he he was a total dickhead. Well, and, but he did that for like regardless. I'm, look, I realize it's bad what he did to her. Yeah, but he did it. But to get her to like get that performance out of her for that for the Shining. And do you think that he was the one that filmed uh, the, the lunar landing? landing? Yeah. No. I think so. I think that's bullshit. I, I think don't think so. It's, it's one of the. I think America was definitely on the fucking. I don't think so. You see the the we landed on Mars again. Do you yeah. think that's real? Yes. I don't. I don't. Do you also think the Earth is flat? No. I definitely know that the Earth is round because I'm not an idiot. No. It, and why? Would, there's no reason to lie about that shit. Okay, why are we the only ones out there? We're the only ones that have the budget that are doing How long that. does it take for a signal to get from here to the to International Space Station? I don't know what I look like, a fucking math guy. It dude. takes a couple of minutes, right? I don't know. I'm telling you. They also, we also have the Hubble, the Hubble out there that's still um, send, sending us shit. Right, it's sending us like images and stuff, sure, no problem. But that was shipped out, what, 30 years ago? Yeah, but it's still... And they actually... Do you know how far out into the universe it is? It's not that far. It is too. No. Oh, that shit's out there. Listen, I think it takes something like 45 minutes for the signal to go from that original lunar, like Mars uh, rover, to come back to Earth, right? Okay. Meanwhile, yesterday, everybody watched the landing live, like as it was happening. Maybe technology's gotten better. I don't think so. I got to double check it, because remember the one that that crashed in Jupiter? The one Um, that, the satellite that was going on forever that went into Jupiter? Juno. I think it was Juno. I don't know. Yeah, well, they were watching. They were telling everybody that they were watching it live, but that thing had already like died like six days ago. What about they've landed a fucking uh, vehicles onto fucking asteroids now? So no, they didn't. Yes, they did too. No, I think that was like uh, there is footage of the surface of the asteroid. You can look it up. No, it passed by, but I don't think it landed. It landed. I'll double check it. Do you think you could live on Mars? Because if you go, it's a one-way trip. It's a one-way trip. Would you do it? No. You wouldn't do it? No. To be the first guy on Mars? No. The first man recorded on Mars? No. I don't care that much about fucking history. Really? No. I'd fucking love it. No. You'd be out there by yourself and then... Fucking great. No. It's not great because if shit goes wrong... It's just me. Good. I don't have to worry about it. You're dead. But what's going to go wrong? Maybe you break a bone. No. You get a fucking hole in your fucking oxygen. Okay, tank. listen here, fucking uh, Matt Damon. Look, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Who's going to build the shit you're going to live in? What are you going to do, build a hut out of rocks? Yeah, why not? What are you going to... I watched enough primitive technology to do it. How are you, you going to eat? You got to bring it. Yeah, but how are you going to eat if you li- you don't have a thing to live? What are you going to live in? I'm sure that there's probably something living on Mars that you could eat. No, there's nothing living on Mars. That's the whole thing. Nah, well, you don't know. No, we do know. Well, so far... So then why would we go to Mars if nothing's living on Mars? In order to eventually terraform it, in order for us humans... To get to closer to the sun. Huh? You'd get closer to the then sun. you get further away from the sun. No, you get closer. You get further away. Mm, I don't think so. Is yeah. it? No, it's yes. further. That's what I just or said. Or being closer, I mean. No. Yeah. No. All right, I'm going to look it up. Cause the I, only thing closer... It's been a while since I took that class. Uh, Venus is closer, and um, it's freezing on Mars. Uh, Venus is... Venus and... Uranus? No. There's yeah, two. so it's further. 
I told you. Right, and then it would be Jupiter and Saturn. What's what, there's two that are closer, Venus and Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> you forgot Mercury. I couldn't remember which one it was. Which one? I know. I know the planets. I could. I could have named all the planets. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I can't say shit. I forgot that Mars is further I away. I couldn't say which one there was. I couldn't remember which two were closest. Mercury and Venus, and then Earth. We're the third rock from the sun. Right. Then Mars. And Jupiter. Jupiter. Saturn. Saturn. Uranus. 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 And Neptune. Neptune. And they took Pluto off the fucking... But then there's still Planet X out there. Planet X is still out there. There's no Planet X. So you wouldn't do that? You wouldn't, like, if someone said, like, listen... No. All right, let's say there was a way for you to get back. They would say, we're going to ship you out. You have to if be I there. get back, yes. Like, we're going to ship you out. You're going to stay out there by yourself for a year. Yeah, but what am I staying in? Am it I takes gonna, six months to get there. Am I going to get a, a hut like Matt They're going to have everything. Everything is going to be there. I'm not the first man. If no, right like, here. it's all on this fucking spaceship with you. So I got to build it. No, it'll be like a... Like a... And, a I'll, yeah, and it'll pop out. Right? And I'll have all the food I six need. Six months to get there. Well, I have all the food I all need. All the food you can eat, all the toilet paper Water. you need, all the porn you could ever want. It's all there. Yeah, I'll just live by myself? Yeah. For a year? Six, well, no. It's six months to get there that you're going to be by yourself. A year there by yourself and then a year to come back. Or six months to come back. That's two years. Two years of your life. That would make... Yeah, but still. You would You would do it? I would do that if I could come back. I'm not, I'm not doing a one-way trip. You seen like they had... Uh, they tested it out to see how people would handle it. And there's a chamber. I want to say it was like Russians. And they volunteered and they did it for a year. And they said that people came out like fucked up. Sad, like, fucking <laughs> they, they were like, yeah, they were just fucking... Like, all I can think of... Did you ever see Rocket Man? Yeah. <laughs> when when he, he he couldn't fall asleep. like he didn't he, he fucked up his his sleeping pattern? sleeping chamber and he he <laughs> like went fucking nuts yeah I know okay so year you would do it I'd do a year would you do five no you wouldn't do five years no for science no for history you wouldn't do it? Off. that's I mean it's not like you don't do it on Earth yeah I know but that would you know it's just a lot of jerking off. And I'm sure they'd want everything on camera. Yeah, you got to document it all. <laughs> document how... Two oh, years, to, all right. Would you do two years? Probably have to weigh how much each fucking... Load is. Load was. You're uh, looking a little dry, Sean. Make sure you hydrate. Out, ounces of... So wait. Chism. So would you do two years, which actually would be three years of solitude? Because you're already down You're already down two. No, I would do one year, just like they did. But that's again, it's two years. One year is two years. And I'm not doing it. No, I will. I will do the. Tra- I understand there's travel involved. Right. And I'm down for the travel. Okay, so then why would you do, not do two years, which is really three years? Because I, because I'd rather just do. How much money would it take for them to be like Sean? This is how much money we're gonna pay you, to be out there for three years. As much money as I don't ever have to work again, or. Easily, like you'd have like twenty billion dollars in the bank. Yeah, you would do it. Yeah, you would risk it all for twenty billion dollars. Which again, while going there and coming back, I mean, you are taking a risk. You are traveling through space. I think the worst part would be the lift off, like just like it's just like anything, any aero travel. Right. It's like the worst part is the takeoff. Why? Because. It's, that's the roughest part. That's when most accidents happen. I don't know. That's not what happened to Apollo 13. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not talking... Most other things happen either on the takeoff or the landing. Of course, it's going to happen right away. 
Right, but like, remember when the space shuttle br- broke apart when it Columbia? Or no, that's when it went. No, it was no, no, leaving no. It Columbia. Was the Challenger that went that blew up. Yeah, well, no, it was the Columbia. Columbia that came back and it just. No, no, no. Columbia was the one with the teacher that blew up. No, that was Challenger. Okay, are you right? It's Challenger. Columbia was the one that came back and they had they were missing a, a tile somewhere. They always miss tiles. That's the thing that the people like don't realize. Like coming back, they're always like flying off. They actually have to go back and like collect them all the time. But that was the one that burnt up on re-entering the. That's what killed the the shuttle program. Program was that. Can you believe? I don't get why they still fucking use that Challenger thing as like a thing like to. Oh, this is for all of our teachers. Like the lady was a teacher. Fine, I get it. And the thing fucking blew up, but it doesn't make her like a fucking martyr to teachers. Well, she kind of does, dude. She, How? Well, you, like I like the teachers. Like there were like millions. See how you're stuttering? You can't even come up with this. Millions story of for teachers it. applied for that. Like a lot of science teachers. Right. And somehow she won. Right. So like it, like it was a big deal. You don't you weren't alive, or you might have been. Were you alive in '86? Mm-hmm. But you probably don't remember. I was living in Italy at the time. But um, I was in I was in seventh grade when that happened. Right. And like I was actually in science class. Watching the video and it blew. we were outside. <laughs> watching, we, were, we were outside watching it. Like it was a big deal for school. Oh, right, it was a big deal. But I can't imagine like being out there like teachers. All right, everybody, we're gonna go outside and we're gonna see Miss So and So gonna be the first teacher in fucking space. And they're like, kaboom! Like, oh, let's bring the kids back inside. Yeah, that's exactly. And my science teacher was crying because she had applied. Oh man! Yeah. Can you imagine? What if you were even like the backup? Because they have backups. Well, I don't know if they had a backup for. Yeah, they have to have backups. Her. Yeah, you have to have backups. You're you're calculating everything off of weight, so you're gonna yeah. have to have a backup. What was her name? I mean, I could look it up if yeah. I actually cared. Fine, I'll look it up. Oh, Kristen McCullough. Oh yeah, because the school's right there. Yeah. Um, Space shuttle Challenger. Yeah, they have to have backups. Like. Uh, for their for missions, just in case someone gets sick. But man, can you imagine being the backup? You're like sitting in the back, like waiting, waiting, like oh well, fucking remember, bitch, she got watching, to go. Like, I knew immediately when I saw when I saw the the split happen. Oh, well, I could have told you that too. It's like, like oh, someone died. <laughs> no, no, but everybody was like, what was that? And I knew I was just like, no, nope, that's it. Oh, someone went bye bye. I was 12 years old, and I knew that was it. <laughs> I was like, oh. Do you think it was like, it wasn't, was it instant or was it like one of those, they had to be instant, right? They, I mean, they basically got blown to, to smithereens. I would hope so. They, I, That'd they, be a tough, I read a, an article or like a story, some girl, I think it was a girl, got an airplane, got struck by lightning and like it broke. She got sucked out of the airplane in her chair crashed was the only survivor because the plane crashed and she like fell from the sky like in her fucking airplane seat there was a story of a of a stewardess that got sucked out yeah and landed on like on the ground and lived yeah how fucking nuts is that how what what do you think has to happen for that to happen do you know like how much you fucking gotta freak the fuck out like you're in the air falling from what 
7,000 feet more. Like 12,000 feet. 30,000 feet is cruising altitude, isn't it? Right. Well, I mean, even then, let's say let's let's say 20,000. No, let's say 10,000. Do you stop screaming? I don't think so. I don't think you stop. I don't think you stop. Like you have to be like you're fucking like, dropping you're just, <laughs> like a bucket. Can you imagine? Here's my question. Oh my god. How would you try to land? I don't like I would think my instant reaction would be look for a body of water. And aim for the body of water. But then... That's just as hard as concrete. It's No, me. it's even worse. Because... Alright, let's say you go feet straight. Like, arms down. Like, you tuck your chin in. You're, you're going to crash into, the, like, the water. Most likely, your neck's going to get cracked out. Like, you're... It's like getting hung. Because you're just pulling yourself, right? Let's say you survive that. You automatically just launch down from 20,000 feet into water. So, you got to be at least, what? 100 feet down? No, it's, it stops quick. Stops quick. Not from 20,000 feet. Yeah, it does because your speed is only 180 miles an hour. Okay, let's say even so, then, 50 feet. No, you don't go that deep. Like you. you no, won't. Sean, because then otherwise I would be like fucking doing like the shallowest dive on earth. Like no, I'd be you, doing. You, you, you don't go that deep. Like you know how I know this? Uh-huh. I watched MythBusters. Uh huh. And they they were shooting bullets into the into. Yeah, that's different. It's not different. You're it's, not shooting a bullet from 20,000 feet, and it's going yeah, it's supersonic going, speed. Yeah, the, the, the bullet's going way faster than the person would go. And it's got smaller... But did they do it with, like, a body? No, they didn't... No, what I'm saying is they shot bullets into the water. Right. Because, like, you always see, like... like army, in the movies and stuff, movies. right. So they shot, and the bullet stopped moving after, like, four feet. I don't know. So I think maybe a person would go maybe ten... Maybe 10, 12 feet. I mean, you're still getting like fucking rocked. You're going to get knocked no, out. That, no, you're knocked I'm out for sure. I'm, what I'm saying is, is, how would you try to land if you were like, fuck, I'm going to hit this ground? But that's what I'm saying. Would you try to, would you, you go, head first? I'm gonna try, am I going to try to, should I go head first and just hopefully that, that squats in my head? Or would you try to like land on your feet and see what happens? Or would you try to flatten out and hopefully, hopefully like try to brace the impact? Of the I would. I would try and travel at like an angle. So like when I get closer, I'm like traveling with the ground, like those people in the wingsuit, and then just tuck and roll. <laughs> I would tuck and roll it. Why wouldn't you? You can't. You, can't. you would just sit there you're, like you're gonna, you're, tuck your arms in and just roll. You're not going to go like this. Yeah. No. Yes, you would. No, you can't. For you can't. sure. You, 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 no. You, you can go down. Right. You go faster, but you can't go at an angle like in a wingsuit. Sure, you can. No, it won't travel like a wingsuit, but no, you sure as can gonna, can. You're, you're still, you're gonna, so you, you're basically gonna land face first, is what you're saying. I'm gonna have the worst road rash of all you're time. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. <laughs> no, these people survived. No, dude, have you ever seen the wingsuit people that like the dude that did it into the box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fucking awesome. He ended up dying though. Pretty sure he did. He was on Rogan's. Didn't he die? No. One of those guys died. You see the guy that did the the no parachute one? Yeah, that's fucking. And landed into that big tall net. Fuck that! You that like you have to have balls of fucking steel, like dipped in gold for that kind of thing. Yeah. Like I wouldn't do that shit. Like, but okay. So how would you land? I don't know, dude. I might, I might try to go feet first, but then I might just shoot my femur up through my butthole. So, so I what? Know. But imagine, like, okay, you land like, feet first. 
you break every bone in your body and you survive. Now you're stuck in the worst fucking pain of all time. And now you're probably going to be in the hospital for two years solid while it's at least while you're healing up. Yeah, but do I live? In a very uncomfortable way. Well, just for... Quality of life is definitely not going to be in your vocabulary. Look, I I would would just... To me, that that seems like, well, look, blow out my fucking legs... At the, at the at the at the very at, at the very best, I blow out my legs. <laughs> at the very worst, I just fucking I shoot a fucking femur up my ass and comes out my head. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, all right, well, let's, I, I think I'll give that a shot. I'll, I'll fuck up my fucking legs and shit. I don't know, man. Like maybe, what if you like aim for like trees? That would be your best bet. Like that yeah, would give you some kind of a cushion, but some now you're hitting branches and stuff. Branches and shit, but like. You ever see the kid that like crashed his bike in the bushes? He ended up getting a branch like stuck in his mouth. No, but I'm sure that shit happens. Yeah. Look, fucking Sylvester Stallone, Rambo did it. Right. All right, but like jumped off the cliff. Yeah, that's stupid. But all right, no. Did you see that guy that just fucking base jumped and his his parachute didn't open? No, but that happens a lot. Guy fucking hit hard, probably (laughs) like hundred feet. Oh. I think he lived. No, he can't be 100 feet. His parachute would never open. Yeah, dude. No, it's a couple hundred feet up there. No, it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that high. Where was he jumping off of? The cliff. Like where? I don't know, but I just watched it the other day. I have to see it. I don't know, man. I still think that what if you have it, you're coming down at an angle towards a body of water, and you kind of treat it like you're skipping rocks, and you just bounce on the top for a while. That won't happen. I think it could happen. It happens if you're shooting a gun. That's why you can't shoot a gun like that, like at an angle. It will skip on the water surface. No, it's that's not gonna happen. You're gonna you're gonna crash. I think your negativity is really dampering my. I'll turn it down. You're on the mic. I'm trying. I'm trying. I, I found it. So. All right, show me after. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I think it's doable. I think it's doable. You might end up looking like Evil Knievel on the no, fucking die. Canyon Jump. You die. you die. Oh, but you landing on your fucking feet, say, you automatically got to win. I didn't say I wouldn't die. But I'm saying if you land anything but feet or back first, you're dead. No, for sure you got to die if you land back first. No. Back first? Yeah, it's like if you do a break fall. You are not going to do a break fall from fucking 10,000 feet, 20,000 feet. You never know. It's your best bet. What's your best? What's a better bet? Landing on your fucking face, landing on your legs, or landing on your back break fall? Well, no matter what, you, what you do, like your legs are, you're not gonna fucking land like a cat and just like cushion the fall. Imagine if he did though. How dope would that be? Dude, imagine if he fucking like wouldn't it fuck with you? Like, if, <laughs> if, like everything just happened to go right, yeah. And you landed, and you and it was you like, landed like a Superman position, fist on the ground. Well, not even that. Like you landed, and like you were like. And you just got up and you were like... Nothing happened. Nothing's wrong. And then, like, you walk away. Would you to go, I'm indestructible. And then you go and fucking... <laughs> I would think... Like, uh, what happened was, is, like, all this shit had to happen in order for that to happen, and it did. And then you think you're indestructible, and you walk, and you tell this story, and People someone like, goes, bullshit. let's test it. You, I'll test it with a bullet. Yeah, yeah sure, shoot it. me. Shoot me right in the head. Boom. I'm sure it's happened before. But... How fucking nuts would that be if you're standing there and someone just falls and then, bam, like, S- Superman just stop, fist down on the ground, 
like one knell, like knee down, and they just stand up and walk away. Like, wouldn't you be like, what the fuck? You got to see this whole thing. Wouldn't that fucking blow your mind? Well, of course. I mean, it, the, all of it, like, none of it, like, of course, anything that's out of the ordinary, but, like... I watched... When, but there is, the thing is, is it could happen. There are stories of it happening. I watched my uncle when I was, like, four or five years old fall from the third story balcony in our house in Italy landed flat on his ass I remember seeing it he was goofing off and he was hanging from like the balcony and just fell and he landed bam flat on his ass somehow he like he didn't know he didn't get hurt he didn't do anything he landed from he didn't go, oh. yeah you know he did but like he didn't break anything he he fell from the third story of this you, there's there was a video on on something and it's like a dude fell onto like some kind of pipe. Oh yeah, 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 Have you seen he, that? yeah, yeah. That's like old faces of death. Yeah, but this was this was new. It was like from yeah. France or something. Yeah, like that. it's happened. I've seen it. I was like, oh, I think that thing just went up that guy's butt. Yeah, yeah, it went straight up his ass and like it was like sticking out his back. Yeah, I've seen it a bunch of times. It's happened a bunch of times. It happens to people that like are breaking into places or like. Drunk and fall yeah, off somebody died like that the other day. They fell and they landed on the spike, and like the family suing him. It's like, wait a minute, your man is the one that was breaking into my shit. He fell, he tripped up. Do you see what's going on in France? There's like been like riots for like yeah, a week over taxes. Yeah, for gas, man. Well, it's gas, and it, it, it's the global. I think it's a global warming tax, is what they're calling it. Something like that. Or, like, they're raising the, the taxes on gasoline. I don't know. It's France. They fight about everything. Yeah, but they're fucking going nuts. It's all on them. All right, I think we better call it up a night. It is 1030, and we got shit to do in the morning. Anything else you got for me before we call it a quits? No, not a all right. I think with that being said, we can uh, wrap it up. Um, before we uh, sign off, I do want to go ahead and remind everyone to please, if you can, go and support the GoFundMe for the Stewart family. Um, just go over to either our Facebook page or our Instagram page, and you'll see the link pop up right then and there. Um, if you can't donate, just go ahead and share it with your uh, friends and family, and let's see if we can help uh, help these people out. And uh, Give the family some good news for uh, for this uh, holiday season. Go ahead and follow the podcast. Support the podcast. Subscribe. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on uh, iTunes. We're still... Uh, and then do, do yourself a favor and go on your significant other's phone. Yeah. And click See who they text. On the their podcast provider as well. Just in case you don't have your phone and you want to hear Jiu-Jitsu Radio while you're driving you should. to Orlando or something like that. By the way, we're still uh, rated five-star, just so you know. High five. Fuck yeah, high five. High five. Uh, yeah, please hit subscribe. Go check us out. Share us with your friends. We appreciate all the support. And as always, we always appreciate all the uh, kind uh, messages we get of people saying how much they hear, uh, enjoy our ramblings. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, our bullshit always makes people laugh. So go support us if you can. Follow Shauna Gorilla Boy BJJ on Instagram. Check us out at Jujitsu Radio, and if not, check out Sonder Marketing. Shout out to Polaris. Thank you so much for another opportunity working with everyone. Shout out to our sponsors, Sean.
you want to give a shout out to our sponsors? Shout out to Choke Aloha, Giraffe Choke, Jit Soap Company, and Nomad. Yeah. If you want to listen to those promo codes, just go ahead to the back of the, the podcast and listen to it all yeah, over again. Well, we're not going to run it again. Uh, I ain't got time for you people. Actually, no. Thank you all to all our sponsors for the support. Thank you to Jiu-Jitsu Radio or Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, hey, Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Thanks, Jiu-Jitsu Radio. You're welcome. Uh, no, thanks to Choke Aloha, to Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co., Giraffe Choke, and Nomad for all the support. We truthfully appreciate all you guys for everything you do for us. Um, we are going to be doing a giveaway coming up in the holidays so make sure you guys follow us on instagram because that's where all the details are going to be along with uh, some hints here and there on the podcast with that being said we're out hashtag fuck meat mills you can't need <laughs>